0: did not like that hit on Kyler Yamamoto and lands a clubbing right hand that fells just at all.
1: Ryan Nugent Hopkins.
0: Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. How are all you Cylons doing tonight? Panthers trying to sweep Carolina out of the Eastern Conference Final. They're doing this fan pump-up ceremony before the face-off here in Sunrise, Florida. So they got this drum that somebody beats to get the crowd going. The uh, person doing that tonight, Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, as now the teams come out under the ice. We'll keep you updated on that game, of course, if Florida wins, they advance to the Stanley Cup Final. Vegas, one win away from the Stanley Cup Final. And we will have all the Stanley Cup Final games here for you on 630 Ched whenever they are scheduled. So uh, we will have the Stanley Cup presented on this very station whenever we get there. And we'll keep you updated on that game. Tampa Bay Rays didn't like losing by 19 runs yesterday to the Toronto Blue Jays. So they're trying a little harder today bottom of the sixth at home. Tampa Bay leading the Blue Jays 5-1. We'll keep you updated on that one as well. Elks against Winnipeg on Saturday. It's Edmonton's second and final preseason game 12:30 countdown to kickoff on 630 Ched the game will start at 2 in about uh 10 minutes or so maybe a little less than that Elks defensive back Aaron Grimes will be on Inside Sports he's always a pleasure to talk to had last season wiped out by injury so he'll tell us how he's feeling getting ready for a new season and uh Aaron spent the uh entire offseason here in Edmonton with his with his family I, I know he watched. A lot of Oilers playoff games, so I'm sure he'll uh, weigh in on uh, on their season as well. Happy to hear from you this evening at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by Certainteed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainteed Pro all the way. You can also email the show inside sports at 630 chadcom You can follow me on Twitter. Send me a message at Reed Wilkins R-E-I-D W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Um, suspension today now this happened while we were on air last night jamie ben cross-checking mark stone as mark stone was down on the ice kind of the the stick going to the neck area it is a two-game suspension for jamie ben so if the stars are swept tomorrow he'll miss the first game of next season as well here's a quick clip from the ben suspension video put out by the nhl department of player safety It is important to note that Ben is in control of this play at all times and makes the decision to deliver a forceful cross check to a prone player. This is simply an unnecessarily dangerous decision by Ben and it is delivered with sufficient intent and force to merit supplemental discipline. All right. So two games for that, I think is fair. I I know that there's probably some of you will wait a minute. Remember when Alex Petrangelo only got one game for the slash on Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, I do remember that actually. Uh, a lot of talk here. here this, the Ben uh, play was quite dirty. I mean, Stone's down on the ice. And I know it happens fast, but you could still sort of see Ben think, I got the opportunity to take a shot at this guy, cross-check him, really more to the neck than than the head, but a, a dangerous play for sure. Now, on the surface, does that appear nastier than what Petrangelo did? Well, yeah, maybe, but they talked about intent, in that video in that clip that we just played and you think about petrangelo's intent targeting dry i mean keeping on a line to him a couple seconds after dry had shot the puck away the situation in that game uh petrangelo's team was losing that game and was going to lose that game so he decided to take a crack at a guy um you know, this is the thing. You you the, the NHL Department of Player Safety has put itself into a position with all its inconsistency and somewhat befuddling decisions that you can criticize almost anything that they do. The the Petrangelo here here's the interesting thing. I didn't hear anybody say with the Petrangelo slash, Oh, the NHL got it right. For for the playoff drive cycle, and usually when something like that's happened, you know, I got my opinion. We got our other guys on the station who talk about stuff, but I like to talk to some ex-players that I know. Plenty of them live here uh, in Edmonton, I know Usually, like nobody was like, "Oh yeah, that's o- only a game." Most people, well, everybody. The only person who kind of thought it made sense was John Shannon, who was on all our face-off shows, and he's on with Soft once or twice a week on Orders Now, who who said that the Nurse decision and the Petrangelo decision were not comparable because they're kind of different situations one was an automatic and the other whatever uh so anyway two games for ben which i think you know i, I think it should be more than a game i i, I mean and, and i and i guess you could argue if you're a dallas fan well it's kind of three games because he missed the last 58 and a half minutes or whatever it was of last night's game uh, but I, I don't know if you always want to just take into account uh, what part of the game it happened? Though again, something late in a game where you're targeting a player could be considered pretty bad. So anyway, Ben gets two games. So you can tell me what you think. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you want to chime in on that tonight. Uh, quick uh, personal note, uh, Kellen. If you can indulge me for a second, Some, yes. Please. Well, it's actually someone I I, I mentioned frequently on this show. She's kind of become a bit of a supporting character on the show, mm-hmm. and that is my dear mother. It is her birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Mrs. Wilkins. Happy birthday to uh to my mom who uh was uh born in uh, the beautiful community of Lamont, Alberta. Ah. And uh lived uh for a little while in Ontario where she met my father, but uh, has been in Alberta most of her life. And uh just to uh, reiterate, my mom uh dislikes her top 3 right now mm. in no particular order. Uh, Corey Perry, right? Uh Drew Dowdy, Okay. Uh, Austin Matthews. And that's NHL. Uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, she's still not a big Matthew Kachuk fan. Right. Uh, I think she's a little uncomfortable with how well the Panthers are doing, but not as bad since he left Calgary. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly uh, Patrick Reed, the golfer, that he's permanently on the list because he, he doesn't get along <laughs> with his parents, and she okay. thinks that's pretty yep. despicable. So yep. anyway, uh, my mom, who is an incredibly sweet person, except when it comes to being a sports fan, then yeah. she turns completely malicious. And it is all about hatred and destruction. Isn't Bo Levi on that list? Uh, she's not a fan of Bo Levi, but again, uh, he wasn't as good the last few years, and now he's in Hamilton. So yeah. if it's not somebody who's a direct rival of an Edmonton team, it, they tend to the hatred tends to wane a little bit. So got anyway, it. Fair enough. happy birthday to my mom. All right, we got Aaron Grimes coming up next from your Edmonton Elks. How has he been doing coming back from that injury last season? It's insane. Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of
1: injury law.
0: Florida Panthers making an impact early. Anthony Duclair scores 41 seconds into the game. We're now a minute 27 into the game florida has just gone on a power play and sam bennett with a big hit on jacob slavin it looks like they it was a helmet to helmet hit as bennett went in for the body check and slavin had to uh kind of be guided off the ice after taking that one so the panthers trying to sweep this series and uh, they are flying out of the gate tonight the edmonton elks will wrap up the preseason on 6:30, ched on saturday afternoon as they host Winnipeg at Commonwealth Stadium. And I am pleased to welcome back to the show Elks defensive back Aaron Grimes. Aaron, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty dang good. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing very well. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. I got to say, one of my favorite interviews was from, uh, I think, a couple of years ago when you took us through a day in training camp. And yeah. uh, that yeah. was pretty tiring just to listen to you tell the story. But How is, uh, how is camp going? Are you getting, Are you feeling good about
1: Saturday here? I'm feeling really good about it, you know. But it's funny you bring up a day in life of training camp and how tiring it is, because here we are a few years later, and I still feel the same exact way.
0: Well, yeah, it's pretty. So you were on the field this morning, right? But how how long are you going to be at the facility today?
1: Uh, we're here till about nine o'clock at night right now. You know, we got meetings, we watch practice, go we'll have dinner when we get back. Um, we have to install meetings from seven to nine, so you know, get here at about six thirty and leave at about nine p.m.
0: Okay, yeah, log days for sure, but uh, you're getting ready for the season. Like how are you feeling? Part of your story last year was obviously the injury. the, the wiped out uh, it wiped out your season. So like how, how are you feeling mentally and physically now coming back from
1: that injury? Oh, you know mentally and physically, I feel pretty good, you know um, It's taking a little bit of time for my leg to, uh, to kind of get into shape and, and prepare for the volume of training camp. Um, but we're about you know, I'd say 10 or 11 days in now. And um, I'm gaining more and more confidence on it every single day.
0: Because you were, uh, I, I mean, you if the team had made the postseason last year, would have you been able to, to play? Or when did you really feel ready? Like, okay, I could probably get into a game if there was one.
1: No, I wouldn't have been able to do it last season. Um, although my ego would have told me I could um, just realistically, I probably felt, you know, really good running around um, around March um, of this of this past year um, when I was really kind of getting after and getting on the field a few times a week and, and doing all that kind of stuff. Okay, well,
0: it's great to have you healthy and, and ready to go. Tell us about some of the other guys in the secondary. You know, as always, some guys are back, but like with any season, there are some new faces and guys trying to, to win jobs as well. How are you feeling about the defensive backs?
1: I feel really good, man. I think that we have a really a good group of veterans, first of all, and there's only a few of us, but there, there's a lot of experience between, you know, those few and then there's a ton of young, athletic, scrappy guys in that room who are fighting for spots right now. You know, pushing veterans for their spots, but also making a name for themselves. You know, to try to crack that roster too. Um, uh, you know, none of our veteran DVS or, or most of them didn't travel for the game in Calgary, but I was watching those young guys compete, man. I thought they were doing a damn good job.
0: So. What, what what did you take away from that game on uh, the, the game in Calgary? Besides that, there were some long delays, uh, <laughs> you know, seeing some of the younger guys in action on both sides of the ball. What did you take out of that game?
1: I thought that, you know, it was, it gave some optimism, you know, because um, they say that a team is, you know, only as good as it's depth. you know, and to know that, you know, our, our guys, our, a lot of our depth guys were down there and, you know, really challenging Calgary, you know, and some of those guys were Calgary starters. So to see that and then to know that, you know, a lot of our firepower also stayed back in Edmonton, it made me very hopeful for the season. You know, I can't wait to see what this depth chart looks like. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, I think a lot of exciting names. And what's it like in in training camp anyway, in practices going up against the Elks receiving core? Because clearly not to take away from guys at other positions but it seems to me that was sort of the the headline position group in terms of some of the off acquisitions tell me about the double e receiving core
1: oh man there's some bad boys i mean you can't really say we're going to take away this guy or that guy because as soon as you try to take away one there's another one you try to take away two there's a third you know what i mean like the whole receiving core uh you know are are all-stars in their own right you know what I mean and I mean that like with the accolades and with the potential like they're, they're good man they're they're hard to go against every day but I know that going against guys like that every single day is, is going to make it a little bit easier for us on game day.
0: Okay Aaron Grimes defensive back for your Edmonton Elks joining us tonight on Inside Sports you've heard him frequently on the show over the years always a pleasure to talk to him and of course uh, you know you've you've become an Edmontonian over the years uh we were talking before we came on air here that uh that, that you spent uh the entire off season in edmonton I, you did something i'm, I'm trying to I, I saw it on your twitter account you did some um what was it called a, a freeze out or one of these things where you did a plunge in cold
1: or the polar plunge is that what you did The polar plunge yeah that was in support of a uh, special olympics alberta so i jumped in uh, a frozen lake I was like wait I knew what I signed up for, but when I got there and I realized they had to cut a chunk of ice out of the lake for people to jump in, I really started to regret my decision. (laughs) So what was the experience like? (laughs) It was unreal. Like I jumped in and what's funny is I wasn't even going, I didn't even go as deep as other people. I think I kind of chickened out a little bit, but I jumped in, I jumped back out and then I had to walk from that water over to the tent that has a heater in it. And by the time I got to that tent to change into dry clothes, my toes were already frozen it was uh I've never done anything as Canadian as that let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> okay well
0: good for you though but but I mean for a good cause Special Olympics and you and, and I seen you know you've done stuff with uh, with pay it Forward, with football and it, and I know you get involved in, in things like that how much does that mean to you to have those opportunities to connect with groups in the community
1: oh i think it means a lot to me you know um like you said the pay for football quentin um, he's a great guy Does a lot of good things here uh, in the community and for me i believe that football has done a lot for me and my and my family and um, it's taken us places we would have never gone otherwise so to be able to have those opportunities to share these experiences with other people in this community and especially the city of edmonton you know with how well they've embraced you know not only me but my wife and my kids So staying here um, year round was was important for us and for myself, and we we did it because we wanted to be in the community as much as possible. So I can't thank everybody who's made that possible for me. I can't thank them enough.
0: Yeah, well, I and I know people appreciate how how you've embraced the the city as well, Aaron, and I, I know that always makes people happy to hear that you stayed here to, throughout the winter, uh, which means you were here throughout the hockey season. And I know you've become an Oilers supporter over the years. Uh, before we talk about how the season ended for them, uh, just what did you make of uh, of their year? Some of the, the the career highs that we saw, some of the and really just that second half of the regular season, right?
1: Yeah, the second half of that season, those guys, you know, to come on strong like that, uh, it was electrifying for the city. Like I was going to the games and to see how excited sports fans in Edmonton were to go to Oilers games was, it gave me optimism for us and our situation here with the Elks. Their in-game experience was unreal. I was taking my daughters to the games, it was it was unreal. It, it was unreal. I don't know much about hockey, but I sure the hell love going to Oilers games.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure you've picked up a lot uh, watching. Um, you know, then they did go as far as as, as everybody wanted in the playoffs. I, I mean, you play in a in a sport where all the playoff games are the equivalent of a game seven in hockey, right? Because you only got one chance. But but even in a seven game series, sometimes um, you know th- things can happen or just didn't go your way. How, how did you feel about how it ended for the Oilers?
1: I hated it. Uh, I hated it because uh, obviously, you know, my house, they're huge supporters of the Oilers. My daughters go hard for them. Um, I didn't like, I didn't obviously didn't like seeing it, didn't like it for the city, um, you know, for the players, all of that kind of stuff. So I was obviously hoping and cheering that they, that they'd make it, you know, at least another round. But, you know, things don't always go that way, but um, I'm still extremely Impressed and and proud of those guys over there, man. They they fought all season. They earned every bit they got.
0: Will you watch the. I know you're incredibly busy with camp now, and I guess if you're at the uh, stadium until nine, some of these games are over. But well, not that four overtime game. You can. But uh, do you you still? Will you still watch? Or kind of like I don't know, others are out, so you're not as interested.
1: I'm still interested in terms of I'm keeping up with it, and I'm I'm trying to watch like game recaps and highlights, but. Like you said, I don't have the time in the day right now to try to actually watch the game. Now, if the Oilers were still in it, I'd be watching it. And then, being a Seattle kid, I kept up with the Kraken as well and seeing how they seen how they were doing. Um, but now, I, I'm not making any extra time to watch the teams that are left. No,
0: that's uh, that Seattle team was amazing, eh? Like, what what have you thought about the two years the the, the team has been there? And and like you said, almost making it to the third round, uh, you know, a game away, just in their second year.
1: I thought that was big time as well, you know, for the city of Seattle. Um, It's funny because I know much more about the Oilers than I do about the Kraken. And I was born and raised in Seattle. But uh, I do know they got a guy, Jordan Eberle, and I actually watched him play for the Edmonton Oilers back when I was first in Edmonton, you know, uh, what, eight to ten years ago now. Um, So that was kind of cool. At least I could say I knew somebody on the team.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that as well. Uh, all right, so we kind of – this this was your break, I guess, from your work day. So <laughs> thanks as always for coming on the show. You know, I always appreciate your enthusiasm and your optimism and how hard you work, and I'm glad you're feeling great. I, I know you, you you showed a lot of toughness and perseverance making it through last season. Aaron, I wish you all the best, and I hope we can do this again soon.
1: Reed, I I really appreciate that. I I love being on this with you as well. So let's make sure we do this again. Right on. That is Aaron Grimes,
0: defensive back for your Edmonton Elks, checking in tonight on Inside Sports. Still 1 0 Panthers leading Carolina. 11 and a half minutes left in the first period. Ken Reed, he's doing some special work with one of his hobbies, hockey cards. He's going to explain coming up.